Hey, everyone. Welcome. Katie Hannigan is the guest today. It was a really good talk. I enjoyed talking to her. I don't know her that well, but it was still a good talk, even though I don't know her that well. Maybe it was better because I don't know her that well. There you go. I just got back from the Cannes Film Festival. I was in a movie called The Climb. Uh, they didn't let me walk the red carpet. The festival didn't. Not specifically me. They. Uh, I got there all excited and Paid a lot of money to go there. I was like, oh, I'm going to at least get a nice uh, red carpet shot. But then they uh, limited it to four people from the movie could walk the red carpet. So, uh, uh, yeah, I rented a tux for no reason. It was a cheap tux, though, to be fair. Have some upcoming shows. Uh, May 23rd. This is sold out, but I'm going to say it anyway. New York, New York. That's the loft at City Winery. Other cities, Springfield, Missouri. San Francisco, Milwaukee, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Indianapolis, Port Townsend, Washington at the Thing Festival, Honolulu, Kihei, Hawaii, and Boston are on the schedule, and there's going to be more cities added very soon. Um, Todd Barry podcast t-shirts. Go to toddberry.com slash shirts. And we'll be back with Katie Hannigan. What's up, Katie? Hi. Um, I don't really know you that well. I know. I, I barely know you. I've met you a few times. Yeah. And now we're here together having an intimate conversation. So <laughs> I know. We're at this restaurant. Uh, it's classic podcasting. Just getting together and wearing a funny hat. Do you do a lot of podcasts? Well, I did for a while, but then I decided I'm like basically not doing any except for if I... I'm like interested in having a conversation with the person. Like I'm not doing one like with my friends, <laughs> like, you know, cause I, I was doing too many for a while. I feel like it can just be like a really a time suck when you're like, okay. Also, uh, this one was convenient for me cause I live in Astoria. Oh, this one that we're yeah. doing? Oh, is, that, is this convenient to Astoria? Yeah, it's like 30 minutes. Okay. So it's not bad. Well, that's good to know. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll use that selling point for other Queens guests. Yes. Um, you can, I'll endorse it. <laughs> we just started. You might end up hating this experience. I, it's, that is possible. Seriously? But I won't act like I hate it because I I have a theater background. Do you so really? I do. Uh, have you done a lot of plays? Um, I haven't done any plays for years, uh, but when I first moved to New York, I did a lot of plays. I worked at the St. Mark's uh, Church downtown at the okay. Ontological Theater. I used to live theater. at uh, 2nd Avenue and St. Mark's. Oh, really? Yeah, just a, a stone's throw from that point. I lived at 2nd Avenue and 3rd Street for a really? while. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why'd you, so Queens, that's a big shock, right? Well, I moved I moved from the East Village in 2014. I moved to downtown Brooklyn. Then I was in Ridgewood at an artist commune. Then really? I was in Astoria, and then I was in Astoria again. So I just moved twice in the past six months. 
I, I want to hear about that artist commune. Oh, it was a, it wasn't that big. Like people always assume that it was like a bunch of people, but it was, it was like a normal size apartment, but we just had like artists in and out. We would have people like stay on the couch and stuff and, and everyone was just kind of like annoying and self-absorbed. Right. Except for me, obviously. No, of course not. I was about to point out that you must have been the glaring exception. Yeah, it was, I mean, my rent was so cheap when I first moved in there, it was 465 So they let you in as a comedian? They counted it as an artist. Well, my um, the person who was reviewing the the um, very intricate screening process that I had to go to, which <laughs> included a three page um, hypothetical questionnaire of how I would respond in various scenarios. Ooh. I want to hear some of those. One was, I remember one was, your friend is in a car accident suddenly. Do you A, rush to the scene of the car accident, B, go meet them at the hospital later, or C, just call them and see if they're okay later? <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. It's it's so hard with those questions because it's like, you. I always feel conflicted by like, what do other people want to hear versus like, you know, what my own honesty. Also in that one, it's like, your friend's in an accident. Are you really going to rush to the scene? Like, that might take you 45 minutes to get there. Like, what? Yeah, and yes, it's like, I don't... Hang tight at your car accident. I'll be over there in a little bit. I'm coming right there. Yeah, I can't imagine. It, it's also... It didn't specify, like, which friend. Is it, like, my oldest friend <laughs> in the world? Maybe I would... I feel like my friend would be like, it's fine. I can take care of myself. You what, know? A, what a crazy question to ask, like a potential. Bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one question was, you hear your roommates having sex. Uh-huh. Do you A. Rush to the scene. Rush to the scene. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, do you bring it up in casual conversation as a joke? Do you never mention it? Or do you like bang on the door and like tell them to be quiet? Uh, there's option four, move. I would move. I did have I did hear people having sex in the artist commune um, once, and it didn't bother me as much as a lot of other stuff there bothered me. Oh, really? It was a challenging living scenario. Is that place still there? Uh, no, sadly, I had to move because it was rapidly deteriorating. We had like water damage, we had leaks, our electricity was on and off, and then uh, we also had like a bug problem because of the moisture. So it was a whole thing. So I moved out of there in November, okay. and it and it basically collapsed after that. <laughs> so do you think you're? Uh probably the reason it collapsed well i moved out at the same time as another guy did but i moved out because i was like i can't my stuff was getting ruined by the leak right and i was like i can't uh you know i can't be in here working on my bits my my important work as an artist right if there's moisture yeah we uh, as a comic i can relate to yeah how moisture you know how my humor is very dry so (laughs) it just doesn't work that um wow that's interesting and you were there for how long? I was there for two and a half years. So I live with all different types of artists. My one, one of my favorite guys was um, a French guy, who his art was he would um, w- he would demand that we give him our cash, and he would stamp it with an anti-capitalist phrase that he came up with, and then he would give it back so we could recirculate it. And that was like his art project. Oh my god! And he would insist that we participate in it. I love that he's like, I'm anti-capitalist and living in the most expensive city in the world by yeah. choice. Yeah. Well, it was Ridgewood, so. Oh, this is Ridgewood. Okay. Yeah. This is not the artist commune. This is the artist commune. Oh, that was in Ridgewood. That I thought that Ridgewood. was in East Village. Okay. The East Village, I lived it with all ladies in a in a great building, but we ended up getting pushed out. The rent went way up. Right. Do you like Queens? 
Um, yeah, it's okay. I mean, I would like to have enough money to like live in Manhattan. Where I live now is great. I just moved out of like a kind of hairy living situation. I was living in the attic of a Victorian mansion. <laughs> and <laughs> if you can imagine, that also spiraled out of control rapidly. So wow. my landlord was living in the um he was lived on the first floor and he was just he had no like boundaries and he also was like angry a lot of the time. Yeah. Um so I I ended up moving out because uh he he would leave like these really psycho notes if people like left like a little corner you know uh, there was a smudge on the bathroom mirror and he i guess like flew off the handle about it and and i was just like i can't take it you know i once uh stayed at an airbnb in london but well, not an airbnb it was i did a show there and the guy provided an apartment and the owner seemed very nice but then one time he walked into the apartment and show me how to use something and he saw that i left the light on and he scolded me. Oh, like, yeah. Do you do this in your own home? It's like, no, but I might do this when I'm traveling. <laughs> yeah. The, it was that kind of thing with this guy as well. It's like, well, leaving the light on isn't that... Um, I've done research on it. It's oh, not really? that... It's not like a huge drain of electricity. It's It costs more electricity to turn a light on and off and on and off than uh-huh. it does just to leave it on. Really? Yeah. I'm glad I brought that up. It's like turning your phone on and off. I read an article once about how uh, washing a mug is actually maybe not as good for the, it might be worse for the environment than using a paper cup each time. Really? Yeah, like because the of, of the water, water yeah. takes a lot of energy to yeah. process water. Right. Yeah, my dad, um, back in Indiana, my dad for a long time worked in the um, wastewater treatment um, industry. Uh-huh. So I know a lot about water cleaning. Do you? Do you have it's, a, it's a long process. What, what's your take on the Brita filter? Um, I well in New York City we don't really need filtered water because everything in this city is filtered by the Catskills so it's like we have the cleanest drinking water in the country um, and uh, so the Brita I don't think like if I don't think that really helps I've never been able to maintain the Brita it's just it seems like oh it's easy just fill this thing up and then I forget that I have it in the refrigerator and then I'm like oh I have to wash this thing now because it's been all the bacteria yeah bacteria is not good just get it from the sink. But if you live in a bad building, though, that has like, um, I, I briefly was sleeping with a guy who was a <laughs> building inspector. Yeah. And he told me I was I had brought that up to him. This is years ago, and he said it, it also depends on the building because you know there's so many like old weird buildings in New right. York City, yeah. and it's like if their pipes aren't clean, then the water isn't going to be clean. Yeah, and that's when a Brita that. filter would be would be, like help remove debris from like ancient lead pipes. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but you got it. Then it's like, how do you know whether you have clean pipes in your building? Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess you can judge by the lobby. If the lobby's dirty, then the rest of the building's <laughs> probably dirty. <laughs> You're from Indiana. Yes. Where? I'm from the east side of Indianapolis. Oh, I'm going there soon. You are. Where are you going? To the White Rabbit. Have you been there? Oh yes, that's, I did a show there last year. That's a good place, isn't it? Great. Yeah, I love those people. Yeah, they're nice people, and it's yeah. just like a perfect setup and perfect setup. Well, when I did it um, last September, all the electricity went out. Oh yeah, the whole block shut down. It wasn't just them, but it was awkward for the show. Yeah. Um, but then it came back on after like 30 minutes of us stalling and then a person in the audience took it upon themselves to do a poem. Um, so that was fun, you know? It's a kind of a kooky town, Indianapolis. So you didn't just mur- burn through your show. You kind of like, let's fix this and then we'll come back. Well, it happened, right? I had like a couple people 
um, going before me before I did like a long chunk. So it was it was actually before I went on. Oh, I so see. I was like, we were just about to just plow through with the candles and then it came back on and it was fine. But it was a little tough because it started getting hot in there. It started getting so hot. Yeah. Bad for comedy. Heat is not good for laughs. Right. That's why Letterman used to keep the, uh, the theater like see your breath cold. Oh, he's from Indianapolis. Yes, all right. He's from, is he from Indianapolis? I know mm-hmm. he's from Indiana. Did yeah. you did you start comedy there? No. Well, I started um, I started doing my theater performing performances there, and so I did do actually like improv comedy there. Um, I did like comedy sports when I was in high school, and then I did like a little bit of Second City stuff when I was in college. I would go to Chicago uh-huh. this summer. Um, so I guess I didn't start stand up there really. I didn't even. It's so funny because I I guess because the comedy boom didn't happen until after I was in college. Um, there ha- there are some small clubs there, like Crackers was there when I was in school, and I I vaguely knew what it was, and I would watch stand up on TV, but it never even like occurred to me that that was something I could go out and see. All right. When I when I was living there. Where did you just Where did you start stand up then? Here in New York. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. How long ago? Um, in two thousand ten. So it's been almost so, ten years. Wow, yeah. not even ten years. Yeah. That's that's you're doing well. Oh, thank you. That's nice. Aren't you? <laughs> no. It's all relative. <laughs> I mean, you've been on TV and stuff. And I've been on TV a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you go back to Indiana to work? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I, I guess you just mentioned the went, place. You I did. went to the White Rabbit. I, I'm trying to do that, um, the new Helium Club, but I, I feel like they offered me to feature there, but it just doesn't make sense when I have so many people come to see me. I'll do the White Rabbit, and I would make more in one show than I would right. in a whole weekend featuring for yeah. somebody so yeah that's the way to go but. i'll guess i'll just do that again probably maybe get a split week yeah i might do that if they if they would respond to my emails oh, okay. <laughs> well after this the power of this podcast yeah it gets have you done the bloomington room um no i i have um i've had a few friends do it so i might try to get down over there the only thing that's a little tricky is when i go to indianapolis I, um, my parents live outside the city uh, yeah, now. Yeah, I get this. And so like, it's very devastating for them if I am not with them every second because oh. they miss me, so. I thought you were gonna say like a bunch of people you know come to the shows. Yeah, that happens That's too. That's nothing worse than that, man. Um, you know, the last time I had a show in Indianapolis, some girls from my grade school ended up coming and they actually were pretty mean to me if I remember correctly and they came to support right. and they were like we remember you you were so funny I was like was I because I ate lunch alone for like a whole year we were uh, we loved you we just were mean to you until you got on TV yeah <laughs> yeah it was yeah. kind of like that that sucks but I'm the only one of them that doesn't have a baby now so right I think you've won the Lord works in mysterious you've ways you've been on TV and you're not living in the same place you grew up in yeah you won i won what a suck it (laughs) where'd you you went to college university indiana yeah i went to butler butler Mm -hmm. it's a big basketball school apparently is it private school uh yeah what did you what did you and you studied theater i studied theater yeah i also studied astronomy really Mm -hmm. and i have like a visual arts minor okay so you had a double major and a minor uh, no, no. I just studied astronomy. I didn't major in it. I just kind of yeah. took an extra few astronomy classes. Yeah, I just studied it enough to mention it in like conversation to sound interesting. Like, oh, oh, the stars. She's quirky and smart. <laughs> I don't know a lot of people who studied astronomy. 
Yeah, it's a real it's a real gold star at a cocktail party. It is. Do you go to a lot of cocktail parties? No, I wish I did. Maybe I will more in the future. Yeah, if I ever have one. Thank you. I didn't go to your birthday party, though, so. Oh, yeah. A lot of people didn't go. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to go to birthdays. Cause Is like, it? It, I'm always, like, have shows at night, and then if I don't, I'm in Astoria. I'm like, I can't go down. I can't go down for a birthday. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe next year. <laughs> I mean, it was a kind of a half-ass. I mean, some people did. Probably like 20 people showed up, which was enough. I just, that's, it was that's enough to just not numbers. be alone on your birthday or sitting I had a birthday party for my 30th birthday and um, none of my friends came because they were all, everyone happened to be out of town and then it was just kind of a bunch of people that I didn't really like that much. Really? So I was like, this is the last party I'm having. Where was this? Where'd you have the party? It was at Lucky Jack's and then they also threw my cake away (laughs) before we cut into it. Uh They threw like the, I'm a cake enthusiast and someone got Uh me like a very nice cake and they just threw it in the trash and we never got it. That's a weird reaction. That's a weird reaction to cake. (laughs) I see that cake, throw it out. (laughs) Yeah, someone was triggered. It's like a better way to throw that out in my fucking stomach. Yeah, Yeah. I'm smart. (laughs) That was a smart joke I just made. I'm surprised you don't call this um, a Toddcast. Is that Uh, what the podcast is called? uh, Never uh, crossed your mind? No, but the 8,000 people who've made that same suggestion. (laughs) <laughs> I've, Sorry, I, it's really low-hanging fruit, yeah, which is my specialty. The, uh, I assume that there is a Toddcast, and also it's not really, it's a little punny for me. You, you're you not that big of a pun guy. I'm not, I, I don't think I am. I no. mean, although my last album was all puns, I just made that up. <laughs> Do you, um, oh, so you're a cake enthusiast. What does that mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I guess I know what it means. But. I just love cakes. I watch a lot of Instagram videos of cakes. I've like completely stopped participating in Instagram except that I watch like cake videos, videos of cakes being frosted really? and other desserts. Yeah. It's very soothing. It's kind of a nighttime ritual for What's me. What's like your dream? Like for me, the dream cake mm-hmm. is vanilla cake with white frosting. Mm, white buttercream? I guess, yeah, I guess so. I don't, yeah, probably, yeah. My dream cake, as far as flavor, is <laughs> yeah. yellow cake with chocolate. Really? But that, in terms of like. That's real Betty Crocker shit. Yeah, I, I like it. Well, I'll make, I make cakes for people sometimes, and I'll, I always use a box mix, but I make the frosting, because you can't really tell if it's, the like, the box mix is literally the same as if you would just mix the ingredients really? at home. Oh, yeah. I, I beg to differ. I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not at all qualified to beg to differ on that one. So you use a box, but then you make the home. I, I make the frosting, that's, yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah. But the the frosting in a can is, ugh, so gross. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. all corn syrup. Right. That's not good. Do you, <laughs> when you give them the cake, do you reveal that you used a box mix? No, that's, I'm actually going to ask you to edit this out <laughs> later. This is going to be one of the things, because I can't have people know. Uh, I, I would be happy if anyone made me a cake, even if they used a box mix. I'll keep that in mind for next year when hint, I go, hint, when I come hint. or don't come to your birthday party. <laughs> Are you a foodie type? No, not really. I mean, I would be if I had more money, I think, to like lavish myself with restaurants. But I make a lot of food. What do you make? But like it's it's nothing fancy. Like I'll just make um, like beans and stuff, like healthy food. I bought some beans the other day at Trader Joe's. I love TJ's. <laughs> oh, TJ's? Yeah, it's, it's not the closest... Oh. 
place to my apartment, but it, I I wish I lived like right next to it. It's, yeah, because there's something very uh, welcoming about that place. Oh, I love it. It's it's so cheap. I take it on the train. They also always compliment you. I've been complimented. The last time I went in, they 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 got me on the shoes. Said nice shoes. Really? Was, yep. And then a time before, I was complimented not even by an employee, just a guy. Just a young man complimented my glasses and the frozen foods and oh. and would not stop, actually. Really? Yeah. That's called a creep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a nice guy. That's a creep. The not stopping part is yeah. what it becomes like. It, he was going on. He was going. Did he, he follow was... you into like the... Uh cashew section no i excuse myself i put up clear a clear boundary if i think somebody's getting creepy yeah. i'm pretty good about that you yeah. know because of just doing comedy and having people come up after shows i used to do a lot of bits about farting and people Oof. would you know well, people that, really that keep me away yeah <laughs> no some people really take it as an invitation really? to tell you about a time that they farted oh my god yeah that's like one topic i'm kind of squeamish about farts all that bathroom humor yeah. yeah i think we are like the word bathroom it's like even that's a euphemism no one's <laughs> taking a bath in that's there that's true who's, who bathes anymore who's yeah. got that kind of who's got that kind of time yeah um okay so okay so the farting jokes you, so you don't do this many fart jokes as you um i i do like a little bit every now and then yeah i don't i don't go into it too hard yeah you know i try to be a little bit more um a little bit more lofty with my, <laughs> but every now and then. We, did you move to New York hoping you would do theater or did you do theater? I did. I When I was working at St. Mark's Church, I was doing an internship there and then I worked in, with a theater. Was that a guy named Richard Foreman? Yes. I remember that. So, yeah. I always see that advertisement. I don't think I ever saw anything about it. Yeah, I, it was it, it was the most weird theater that you could think of. I mean, he he, it was all like very experimental, very like nonlinear. You know, it was just like clashing of like side sounds and like scenes and like words. So I had a um, a theater company when I first moved here, and we would do stuff that was like kind of experimental and kind of like you know um, weird like movement stuff. And then I would also audition for regular like straight plays and um like films and stuff and i did a i did a one woman show the first year i lived here which was kind of a it was kind of a weird situation because i just got cast on backstage you can just like send in a tape and then Uh they'll be like well you've been cast right so i had a phone call with the guy and he was like basically i want you to rehearse the play because he didn't live in new york he was like i want you to rehearse the play um, I'm gonna um, he- enroll you in this seminar where you go and like work on, you know, just work on it, uh. and then um, I'll pay you. And then I'm. He was living in Hawaii, and he was like, "Well, then we'll have a performance here." So I was working on it, and then like as I was working on it, it was called the f- the original title was "Making Love with a Pliable Penis," and it was someone else's show. It was someone else's show. Okay, and so I kind of. I, I was so excited to be cast in something after like auditioning for months and months and months that I overlooked that it was it was like pretty graphically sexual. It uh-huh. was about like the government raping America and um and so it did have penis in the title. It did have penis in the title. <laughs> it had a lot of a lot of references to penises. So you did the show then? I did the show, yeah. Um, I I asked my mom, I remember being like, does it seem weird for me to go to Hawaii to do a, per- a f- performance with an oh, older man? Oh, so you did that as well? Yeah. Oh, see, to me, when you were telling me this, I was like, oh, this must have been a scam. 
No, it wasn't a scam. It was totally legit. I started, I did the um, seminar here, which was like a bunch of very experimental performers. And like one guy, his whole show was like he would dress in like a catcher's uniform, but no Uh clothes. And then he would just kind of dance nude and the, all the other people in the seminar were women i just i have like a very clear memory of just like staring at his penis <laughs> so that was weird that was weird to start off with and but then i so i i called my mom and i was like is it weird for me to go to hawaii and my mom was like just go you know just have a great time just go i was like okay and then like a couple days before i went my mom was like wait what are you doing and i was like i'm going to you know do that performance with the old man that i've never met in hawaii but was he was it a performance just for him it was a he had rented a theater okay. so it was like an invitation okay so it wasn't like in his living room it wasn't in his living room okay thank god but he did like want to rehearse it with me like one-on-one did he write it he wrote it okay he wrote it and so i think he just like had a lot of money after retiring and he was like wanting to explore creatively wow. yeah that's and how was it in hawaii um, it was, I was pretty depressed the whole time I was there. I was just lonely. You know, he was weird. His girlfriend was very, a, a very strange Dutch woman. And they like wanted to do activities with me. And I was just, I, my best friend confronted me like the night before I left. And she was like, I think you might get raped. Uh-huh. So I don't think you should go. And, um, but then I was like, but I'm, I'm leaving to go to the airport like in a couple hours. Right. So the whole time I was there, I was just terrified that like I was going to be like cornered. Um, so I kind of avoided him a lot. So I just mostly like drank, um, at a local bar by myself. Where in Hawaii? Uh, it was in Waikiki. Okay. And the theater was the, I think it was called the actor or maybe the player's theater or something like that. Did a lot of people show up? Um, not really. No, it was like, it kind of happened. And then I got the other money that he promised me. And then he told me he wanted me to keep working on the show at open mics in New York. And then I like sent him an email. I was like, I can't work on it anymore. What does that mean? Like do the show, do it in Hawaii and then bring it to open mics? What, how, he how do you wanted do that? me to like, yeah, it was so bizarre. Like tweak he, it or workshop it? He, or? Yeah, he wanted me to like continue workshopping it at open mics, which it, after now having gone through like the whole open mic scene, I, I cannot imagine how alienating and like off-putting that would right, have been. Right. I'm not <laughs> be like doing these a... comedy open mics to be like, and then Father Earth came to me. It came to my loins. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that was the play. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a good story. Thank you. Did he fly you uh, economy or business class? Economy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's, yeah, it wasn't great. He blew it on that one. He really did. Yeah, I, he, he blew it. I would have blown him I, after <laughs> business class. I'm like, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the the other thing that I was going to say, wait, I forget. I think I had something to add to that. But I, it, I think it was actually very soon after I did that show that I um, started doing stand-up because I was like, this is... I was like striking out with every art form, you know, every like audition I went to, all these film auditions, it was all like the funny truck stop prostitute, you know, I couldn't like get anything that was substantial, right. so it's tough, it's very tough. Have you done much acting? Like, do you still do you audition much now? I <clears throat> I do, yeah. I mean, in the last year, I've just really done like, I did a voiceover, um, I've done like a few commercials and stuff. I did a, I, one fun thing I did a couple years ago, I did a time travel rom-com, a short film, uh-huh. which was great. 
So, yeah, I'm always last summer I did a um a pilot. So, I'm always like trying to keep my foot in the door. Okay. Yeah. Did you just go you went on tour recently, right? Yes. Let's hear about it. Well, it had a name. The tour had a name. It was a tour about nothing. Okay. So I went, um, my three best friends, Alex Pavone, Kunal Aurora, or Casey Aurora, which is his stage name for some reason. I don't know. And Case Rosso. We did it. We all did a show together like a year and a half ago. And we were like, we should plan like a special tour for ourselves. I've been, I've been traveling almost this whole year, just opening for different people, uh-huh. you know? So this, I kind of like tacked on to the end of it, but we did two weekends and we just kind of like pooled our resources together and we 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 always like to like hang out at diners and joke around and stuff so we just kind of pooled our resources and we picked like we did like eight one-nighters and we just kind of bounced around and um the highlight i think we went to maine um which i've never been to before it feels like you're on the edge of the earth i was like i believe in flat earth just being here right. everyone has a beard you know all the guys have beards all the women have beards Maine? we were in portland and then we yeah, went to a cool city yeah it is pretty cool yeah we also went to auburn which felt even more like we were on the edge of the auburn alabama auburn maine oh okay yeah which is out in the middle of nowhere but portland was really cool how did you get a gig in auburn maine it's a place called the house of bacon yeah <laughs> and um it is it's it was actually a great the show wasn't great, but the gig was great. Like the money and the food, uh, the bacon, very, very delicious. Yeah. So I was pretty happy with that. So you just booked this tour yourself? We just booked it all ourselves. And it was eight shows. And it was eight shows, and we um, we decided that we were going to make it a Seinfeld themed tour because it's not really about anything, right? You know, and so we um, got some great posters made, and I was George. We put our faces into the Seinfeld, yeah, um, the Seinfeld like icon. So I was wow. pretty happy with it. Hopefully you didn't get, you're not going to get sued over that. Oh God, I didn't even think of that. That'd be cool. If you That's why sued. I came on this podcast for legal <laughs> advice. Cool if, if, <laughs> if Seinfeld sued you over that, that'd be fun. That would be great. Yeah. He's <laughs> the highest paid comedian and now he ruins my life. Um, so did you like, did you like touring? Have you, so you've been touring, how long have you been on the road, like in general? Well, when I did a short tour after I did the late show in, uh, it was like six or seven cities in um last fall i went to i can't even remember everywhere that i've been but i think last fall i went to chicago then i went to atlanta indianapolis cincinnati boston and then i went to minneapolis to um someplace in north carolina and uh and then i went to um someplace else that was cold which i can't remember Milwaukee. Um, Maybe no. So where's that? Uh, Acme is in Minneapolis, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Madison, Wisconsin. That's where I went. Did you know were these clubs you did comedy clubs or? It was a mixture. So like anytime I was featuring for someone, then I would just tack on like local shows. Like I was I opened for Dana Gould a few times, and then I like I had a one nighter with him in Boston, and then I would just do like all all the local shows I could do in Boston. Right. And then this past year, I was I went to Aruba, uh, and then I went Ray to Allen's thing? I went to Ray's, which was great, yeah. so fun. And then I went to Raleigh. Uh, I can't. Oh, Denver. Do you have a book? Do you have an agent? 
No, I just really? built everything myself. Seriously? I have a college agent, so look, I I've done a bunch of colleges also, so those are like interspersed in there. But I don't have a I don't have a comedy agent. Really? Yeah, I would like one if anyone's listening. So please hire me. We'll get you one. Yeah, thank you. Do you um, is your your because your act's pretty dark in in places? Does the college uh, are they receptive to it? Um, I I don't do quite as much dark stuff at, at colleges. I don't. They don't really get it. You know. I think like they don't. They haven't lived enough to have a dark sense of humor. Right. You know. Because I have so many jokes about like feeling like a failure, feeling like mentally ill from like trying. You know, not being good enough. And uh, when they're nineteen, they're like, "But why wouldn't you feel good enough? Like, I don't get it." <laughs> I don't get it. It's like, oh, you haven't, you know, slowly watched your dreams like die over a long period. <laughs> and I'm saying that like doing well in my life, yeah. you know. <laughs> Can you imagine if I had a baby? Like it would just be. Oh, my God. Be tough. Be really tough. Do you. Uh, I saw your late show set. I just watched it out in the hallway again. Oh. I've watched it. It was long. Thank you. It was, like it seven, was long. Yeah. Seven minutes. I remember being there and being like, this is going way long. Because when I timed it, it was like six. What did they uh, ask for? Well, they they didn't ask for anything. Um, I just sent them. I sent them an eight minute clip that I had done, and then they kind of like pared it down from that clip. Um, they they wanted basically exactly what I had done in a in a different set, uh, minus like one or two bits. Uh-huh. And then they let me like swap out a couple. That's so, nice of them. Yeah, it was. It was to let you decide. <laughs> to what let to me do decide with your two own different bits. Well, I was going to do a completely different set until the week of, and I guess when I had originally, um, I, I was scouted, and then I sent in the I sent in two submissions. What do you mean you were scouted? The booker saw me out performing, uh-huh. and then she said, "Do you have something you could send me right now?" Oh, and so I sent her. I sent her. Uh, a clip, uh, one clip that was like well produced, and then I, but I also had been working on a different set, which was my set I was submitting for JFL, and so I had been intending to do the one I was going to do for JFL, and then like the week of the show, they were like, "We want you to do this other set." And I was like, "Okay, it was it wasn't a problem, um, because I'm you know excellent." I mean, you could also do it at JFL. Yeah, we could have done it both places. I did. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is what I ended up doing. So. Was was this? He was there though, Stephen Kubler. Cause I no, know, he wasn't. Oh, he wasn't. It was no. one of those sets, huh? I didn't get to meet him. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. That's yeah. That's that's kind of that is weird. Did you? Um, yeah, that that was a good set. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you so the much. They seemed very pumped. Also, they were. I was the first person. They were so pumped. I couldn't believe it. I was kind of like, this is. I've never had that much applause before in my life. Yeah, I saw it. Took a, took a few moments. Before you could get going, it's. It, it, I actually watched it. It's like seventeen seconds of applause, <laughs> in just in the entrance. I love that you timed that. Like, ah, uh, yeah, I really broke it down. <laughs> really, <laughs> I love watching myself. When you're figuring out a sitting, you're like, okay, I'm starting with seventeen because I always get seventeen minutes of just. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now I only need uh, this much time. Do you um? Have you done other TV? No, I haven't done stand up on any other TV. I've done some other shows just like here and there over the years, like um, um, like the Oxygen Network, you know, stuff like that, like as a comedian, but like telling a story, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. I have a new story coming out um, on Comedy Central Digital. It's a sex a sex fail. It's like their. Um, that's their, the, name of the show? That's their web series, yeah. Sex Fails. So I'm going to be telling a naughty story that's awkward. Really? Yeah. 
I had some like hesitations about it because my family like stalks me. Yeah. But they let me put in a little disclaimer that's like, turn it off, dad. You know, so hopefully will, he'll will, listen. Will your dad turn it off? He will because he doesn't like to, like I did a play I remember in college where I had to take off my clothes and I just had my bra and underwear and my dad like very kindly was like, I won't be going to the show. But just so you know, really proud of you. Oh, that's kind of a good way to handle that, right? Yes, my dad's very supportive of my arts. That's good. Yeah. Is he an artist? No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Shut that down. Yeah. Wow. I guess my mom is my mom is kind of artistic. She likes crafts. You crafts? Know? Yeah, she's very into, you know, she likes to do quilts and like wow. she made a lot of my clothes growing up, which explains I feel like a lot about me. I was wearing I, like homemade outfits that matched my mother. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have a quilt at home that she made you? I have a quilt that my grandmother made me, actually. She made it out of bandanas and she calls it Bandana Parade. That's the name of the quilt. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yes. Honey, I made you a quilt, set of bandanas, and uh, please note the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever she, you're showing the quilt to anyone, it's the bandana she, parade. She embroidered it on the back. Oh, she bandana did? Bandana parade to Katie Love Mimi. Oh, yeah. my God. And then my, my aunt, she made bandana parade, too. So <laughs> she's cranking them out. She's really going for it. So who, your grandmother made one, your, and your uh, wow, that's like, a, that's like um, someone getting into the family business. Yeah, yeah. Do you do any shit like that? I, well, I would like to. I know you make uh, bunt cake. I do, I do a little bunt. <laughs> I would like to, when I when I was teaching preschool, I love to do crafts. Did I know you were doing that or did I? I don't know, but I was, I taught preschool for a long time. It was my day job forever. Really? Like from the time I moved to the city, really. Like at a private school or? It was a, it was a private, um, it's an enrichment center. I started working there and then two years after I was working there as a like dance teacher, um, then they had the preschool open. But I worked there for a total of eight years. Damn. So yeah, it was crazy. And they had an incredibly high turnover rate, but I was just like, I have to keep the same schedule to do like my open mics and stuff, you know? Yeah, I, I used to substitute teach while I was pursuing comedy. Oh, really? Yeah, it's very hard to to manage those late, you know, late nights and then crazy early. Yeah, yeah. I used to have like a lot of lucid dreaming because I would I would go out and this is when I would do like a lot of late spots too. Like on the week weekdays, I would get home at like one and get up at seven, and then I would come home and have like a ninety minute nap, and I would have like the most incredible lucid dreams. Uh huh. Now I just sleep eight hours. So you good? Are you a good sleeper? I'm a good sleeper. What kind of mattress are you using? I'm, um, I'm in the I market for a, one. That's why I brought that. I have <laughs> a, a cheap question. mattress. It's not great, but I always I always get mattresses on Overstock.com, and I get the kind that are like the Tempur Pedic. Uh huh. The one I have now is like it's a little too soft. But if I was gonna buy one and spend a lot of money, I would get like the Casper or like those. I forget what it's called, but you can Google it. It's like the knockoff Casper. That's like a thousand dollars less, but it's literally the same right. thing. There's a lot of those. There's a lot of those sexy mattress companies now, where, you, where they you, you just order it online. It seems like a weird thing to order online, though, without any. It's very stinky. It has to outgas. You have to open it from the box, and then you have to leave it, and then the mattress, all the gases come out, as it's called outgassing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like your room smells like chemicals for like a week, so you can't sleep on it right away. Like you put your mattress, set it up, go on, vac- go check into a hotel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like you're getting your house fumigated. Your mattress is only $200. Now I had $3,000 for hotel rooms. Wow. Do you have any pets? 
No, I don't really care about animals too really? much. Yeah, I'm not a big animal person. Really? Yeah. I know, people always feel disappointed to hear that. I'm not disappointed. I'm just more uh, angry. No, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm mortified. I really by set that. Todd off my podcast. <laughs> I guess I expected you to maybe be like, a little, have a little dog or something. Yeah, I mean, I do seem caring, you know? <laughs> I get that vibe. I think I, I have like a thing where I notice after shows, like a lot of people, you know, they like to come up, say like, oh, great job or whatever. But I, out of, like when we were doing our tour, I noticed out of me and all three of these guys, and they're all perfectly nice, like I would always be cornered by someone like going through a divorce, you know? Uh-huh. And I was like, we were talking about it. I was like, I must, I give off some kind of vibe that's like, I will help you through <laughs> whatever you're going whatever's going on in your life um i don't know i think it's my i have like a very midwestern like aesthetic about me did you sell merch at the store we did we have posters and you guys all came out to the merch table we all came out to the merch table yep you sell a lot we yeah we did we it actually helped a lot we we did okay with them well, we still have some left over, so we're like, well, I guess we'll do another leg. Maybe we'll do something in the fall. Yeah, then it gets. I've had that with posters. Then you're kind of like, you got this hundred posters from with a tour with a bunch of tour dates that aren't the ones you're doing, and you're just like, hey, I want to want to buy a vintage poster from a year oh, ago. Oh, please! I made I got calendars made. I did a I did like a themed photo shoot of like satirical pinup portraits uh-huh. in 2015. And I made all these calendars, and I was like, this will be my merch. And then in March of 2016 i was like oh it everything expired right. and now no one and then i just had boxes of calendars that i paid all this money to get them printed yeah you gotta do like a big december tour and have the next year a calendar yeah well I, and then i was like i should have just kept them because i i got rid of some just because i they were haunting me as a failure but i should have kept them because people probably would like them now you could still do yeah you just do like a five dollar uh something for me to sign yeah, or just like, you know, donation or just like take it, you know. Are you doing a special? Um, I'm going to do an album. Okay. I'm going to do an album this fall. Where are you doing that? I think maybe New York Comedy Club. I feel oh, really? like that's, everything's like set up there so easily. So I'll Has probably anyone, do that. The one on 24th? Yeah. That room's pretty uh, alive when it when it's good. It's like that. It's, I, it's I pretty like it. Super intimate. I really like it. I mean, I like the one um, downtown that they have now too. That's yeah. where I always see you at. Yeah, yeah, that is where we see each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've got to the bottom of it. Oh, I, I know where I know you from—that the downtown club. I actually remember I met you like years ago at this show. Um, uh, it, it was downtown. I can never remember what the show was, but a guy named Scott ran it, and it was a bar show, and it was down on the Lower East Side. Scott Scott Moran. Yes, really? that's who it was. Did he, he run a show? He used to have a show. I don't remember. I think downtown. Film, I think he's a director now. But. Yeah, I know he did something for PBS. I remember. Um. Yeah, this was like a long time ago. I think when I very first started doing stand up. Wow. Yeah, I always people tell me names of people. I go, do you know this comic? I go, I maybe I met them, but it's I, hard to keep track of everyone. It is. I meet a lot of people. Is what I always tell people. And I, <laughs> mean, I, I meet a lot of people. I'm sorry if I don't remember. I meet a lot of people. Do you um? You're going to do another, so you're going to do another, did you guys, how was the traveling? Like, did you travel by car for this we tour? We traveled by car. 
It was it was good, um, but I'm I feel like in a group dynamic, I'm kind of a bitch, and I will just like pick one person to be mean to and like make really? fun of the whole time. Yeah, so I was kind of doing that. Uh, I mean, I just we're like all friends, you know, so we all kind of like will ride each other a little bit. Um, but it like got to a point where I just couldn't stop burning people. It's addictive. It's very addictive. And you got like seven hours left on this drive. It's, yeah. I was like, you've insulted me 15 times. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were kind of making fun of me because one day I just didn't do anything. I just stayed at the hotel all day and I kept being like, ah, God, that was the best day. And they're like, that was the day you saw us for like 15 minutes. <laughs> and they were all like out doing activities. But I, I am like very introverted. I need a lot of time alone. Yeah. Do you do a lot of stuff alone? Yeah. Do you eat out alone? Uh, yeah, I'll eat out alone. That's good. Me too, yeah. obviously. I'll eat out alone. But I mean, like, I do, like, my whole day is I just, like, write alone all day. And then maybe, like, if I have a show, then I'll see people for, like, an hour. So you so. write all day? Mm, I mean, I write for, like, a few hours, and then I'll do, like, business so stuff. So you're disciplined. I would like to think so, but... That sounds like you. A few I mean, hours like, a day is a lot, actually. Sometimes when you write all day, then you just don't come up with anything, and you're like, well, I guess I could have been, like... I know. Sitting on the couch this whole time. I could have been. Uh, I could have been at the movies. Yeah, that's great though that you're right now. The hours a day. I, I wish I did that. I try. I do it sort of scatter shot. Really? It, yeah. Like I sat and wrote today, which I was like, I'm gonna just go work on this one joke. Something I can, something a little manageable instead of I'm just gonna go write. I was like, I'm gonna go f- try to fix this one joke, and I think I made it a little better. Good. Yeah. That's great. Next time you see me perform, I'll do. I go. That was the one, Katie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you let me know. I don't know if you noticed it killed. I was working on some al- analogies today. You are? I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're tricky. They're kind of hard. I think that's why I have to write so much because I'm like kind of dumb, actually. Are you? Yeah, like I don't I don't get it. You uh, Like analogies. I remember in school being like, nah, I don't know. You see, you, you read smart. Yeah, it's the glasses. Yeah, it is, right? Yeah. No, you're also pretty articulate, you know? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Pretty articulate. Yeah. I just have horrible self-esteem. Yeah. Terrible compliment. Really you're, fishing for you. Yeah. Somewhat, uh, Don't you think I'm awful, Todd? You're somewhat articulate. The um, My therapy is on Wednesday, so this is like a pre-therapy session for me. Do you have it every Wednesday? Yeah. So you have a, a, a set time. I got a set time, yeah. Do, do you like it? You brought it up, by the way. I, I do like I like therapy. I think it's great. I've been going for like over two years now, and my life is like just turned around. Really? Yeah. Do you ever feel like you're spinning your wheels? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, but I feel like it's all, it's kind of, I just tell myself like with comedy, sometimes you have to be like smart about how you spend your time, but then when you're working towards a goal, it's, then everything else is just like a drop in the bucket. Like what's my priority? Mental health. Yeah. So. Um, tell me the last three therapy appointments and what you talked about. No, I'm joking. <laughs> are you uh, one of those open, I'm joking, but are you one of those open book people? You did bring up that you get, Oh, I'm pretty open about stuff. I can't remember what I was talking about last time. I think I was. Do you ever struggle to fill the time? Yeah, sometimes. That's when that's when I feel like I'm spinning my wheels because sometimes I'll be like, well, I'm doing great. And I have been like pretty good for the past like few months. Yeah. So it's hard to go in and be like, everything's great. But I guess we could talk about this one time I fell down when I was little. And now I'm like, ah. Then you're like, yeah, that I'm just cost spiral. me some money to. Does your um, therapist take insurance? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm on Medicaid, actually. Medicaid? Yes. How do you do that? You just don't make any money. Have really? Ever, yeah. Just don't make any money. And then you, the government. It's, I do a lot of free bar shows. So I consider that work. Yeah. Do you, um, 
Wow, Medicaid. I guess you can be on Medicaid. Yeah. Medicaid's great, except for, for dental. I went to the dentist once on Medicaid, and I showed up, and it it was like had a garish painting on the outside, and it said, Dennis slash podiatrist. Well, and, uh, you, think it was, you think it was the same dude? Oh, it never occurred to me that it wasn't. And then I went in and the receptionist was like, "Do you have, what do you have a problem with the foot or the mouth? I was like, that doesn't feel professional. Right. <laughs> I'm a foot. Oh, let me get the foot receptionist. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, both? I don't know. That's funny. Yeah. So um, is it a man or a woman, your therapist? Or, a lady. Or a, a lady. Any other. Yeah, and I, I really appreciate her. She's great. I actually know another comedy person that we found out. She was like, I saw you at the clinic. And we found out we, by chance, have uh, the same therapist. I was like, don't tell her that I know there's you. There's that one guy that everyone, like so many people use. Yeah, know? I know a lot of people. I, I've never been to that guy. I don't think I would go to a male therapist. Yeah, I go to, I go to a woman therapist. You have a lady? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't go to therapy. No, <laughs> I got my shit together. I've never been. I don't even know what it's like. I don't need it. Yeah, it's great being mentally strong. It's Do great you, having a strong brain. Yeah, it is hard though when you kind of get, have a scheduled appointment and you're like, I got nothing. And you're just kind of like, I got. I, it's like you lead. You start this to yeah. the doctor. But I mean, I feel like I almost always have something at first. Yeah. Because I just, you know, like things will like bother me during the week, and then I'm like, well, I'll just put that in my back pocket and process it later. On your uh, Steve Colbert set, you you mentioned a weighted blanket. Did you really get one? No. Oh, okay. Because I have one. You have one? Do you like it? I got it a gift. Yeah, I mean, I like, I do like it. It was a gift, and it's sort of good because I have this little cat, and it kind of is a little harder for it. She fucks with um, covers. Oh. I don't know know what she processes a bedspread has, but she loses her mind. And I don't, maybe she just sees like a series of mice underneath it or something. I don't know. But this is a little harder for to. That's good. It's a little protective. Does it help you sleep, the weighted blanket? I, I mean, I don't know that I, I, it feels fine, but I don't know that I like feel like, oh, this is. Yeah. This is different. It's definitely, it is crazy heavy. Wow. And putting a cover on it, I almost was in tears the other night. Uh, I I don't have a weighted blanket. I just started doing a sleep hypnosis, which is really helpful. What is that? It's really fun. Is that an app? It's a British guy that I found on YouTube, (laughs) and he talks you, he kind of like talks you through a meditation, which is very relaxing, and then he does subliminal, um, like, subliminal um, affirmations for, like, well-being while you're sleeping so you set up your laptop or your phone and you just i do it on my phone which is not good you're not supposed to be like streaming stuff from the internet next to your head while you're sleeping because that can cause like issues oh really i read an article that said they don't know that for sure that cell phones um don't cause cancer damn i know at least you get a good night's sleep though and it works it, I've done it for two nights, and the, what, part of it, I turned it off last night, but part of it, it said, um, you're going to wake up in eight hours, and you're going to feel totally refreshed, and I woke up at nine this morning. That's the earliest I woke up in, like, a month. I never wake up at nine, Is and that I a felt good great. I, yeah, I felt great. I was, like, doing, I cleaned my room a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's for me. I paypal the guy $500. Yeah, for no reason, yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't know how I ended up doing that. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't hypnotized. Uh, I can't like I could I'll fall asleep accidentally with something on but mm-hmm. if I go I'm gonna put this on to fall asleep I have to turn it and off and it bothers so, you yeah I can't have like the TV on or anything like that I don't like that but this is like soothing tones so right. it doesn't feel like too much is happening uh huh 
But the guy, the, the accent is like kind of takes me out of it because the guy has a weird. Like, <laughs> You're a very motivated person. I think he's Australian, <laughs> maybe like New Zealand. So that that kind of I'm like I don't know I don't like a man's voice when I'm sleeping. I need a, a lady. Okay. You can do it, sister. <laughs> Something Spice Girl sounding. Power to the world. Yeah, Spice maybe, up uh, your life. What's her name? Uh, B. What's her name? Oh, Beyonce. Yeah. No, not Beyonce. The one who's the one who's a judge on on uh, America's Got Talent. Oh, um, the Spice Girl. Yeah. Is it oh, Victoria Beckham? No, no, no. Wait, which one is it? I That's the only one I know the name I don't of. Even know. It's like, is it Baby Spice? I don't know. I guess this is, <laughs> this is the road we probably don't need to go down because the big payoff is we're going to be named. <laughs> I a, never watch a, a America's Got Talent. No, have you, have you thought of being on it? Um, oh, I auditioned for it. Oh, I did? auditioned for it at the Javits Center and uh, I got a special slip so I didn't have to wait in line. And I was there. I was like, I cannot believe that people would wait in this line and can you imagine the people who are waiting in that line it was crazy i i like chatted with a woman who she brought her daughter from long island and she was like she has been dancing for years now she's 16 years old and we're ready for her to move on in her career i was like oh lord deborah yeah oh, that's awful Whew. that's uh, tough do you have anything you want to plug because uh i think we're almost uh we're wrapping things up here. This was um, good, though. This was great. You're a good guest. Am I? Yeah, you're... you're Rate me on a scale from one to ten. You're in the top 50% of my That's of good. My That's good. <laughs> That's, um, I feel like I just gave you the worst compliment. <laughs> top 50%. Top 50%. Holy That's shit. half. So I'm like better a, than half the people so, you've had so on So like here. a failure? Like if I got a 50 on a test, I'd be a failure. Oh. No, that's 50 percentile. 50%. Yeah. Well, okay. So I have a website. It's katiehannigan.com. Uh-huh. And I have... Just some, I just have some junk on there. Yeah. Or like if people want to follow me on Twitter at Katie Hannigan, okay. that's good. That would be good. Do you have a verified account? Uh, no, I'm not going to get verified because I think it's like a little silly. Unless like, unless you're in danger of having someone nah, make a fake account. It. You should do it for the perception. So people perceive it me feels, to be It feels like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm half, half joking, but I'm. Actually, I'm not joking at all. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm like 0% But you, you have a verified account, but you have like a lot of followers and yeah. someone could conceivably be like a fake Todd Berry. But I, I feel like there is a, a perception of, because like people get mad when like white supremacists get verified because it's perceived as a badge of honor as opposed to just verifying their name, which I think is the true intent of it, to be just protect your identity just to protect your identity yeah this guy followed me on instagram and he was verified and i he looked like he worked at a dog food company <laughs> and he had like 800 i was like this is that necessary he knew he's got someone on the inside yeah <laughs> i yeah. think it's time to get verified katie i'm not telling you i'm, I'm not mansplaining this to you but <laughs> you are <laughs> uh katie hannigan thank you for having me on thanks for being on sorry uh, i said Toddcast. like oh, yeah, so that, many like so is, many other people I, you, know, you have you, a great name for puns. I do too. Hannigan is a good, that works with a lot. Like, give me a Hannigan pun. <laughs> well, like I was, I told my boyfriend the other day that I wanted to, I was like, let's do this and this and this this weekend. He was like, plan again. Oh. That's good. Is he a comedian? Mm-hmm. He's a comedian? Yeah, yeah. It's, my boyfriend is Mike Vecchione, if you know him. Seriously? Yeah. I didn't know that. We've been dating like almost a year. I didn't know you went out with Mike. How did I not know that? Well, probably because we don't know each other that well. Oh. But I mean, like, I don't post a lot about it. I hate that guy. No, I, <laughs> I, I've actually been trying to get him on. Like, I, I screwed him over. 
I showed up at the wrong time. He was coming here. Oh, no. And I was like, I got here like two hours earlier. Oh, no. He'll be mad. He'll yeah. be mad about that. He's, no, he's very a good Italian. Dude. I like him. He's great. He's a good guy. He is good. He's solid. He is. <laughs> he is. Uh, that's weird that I didn't know that. Surprise. Wow. That's good. That'll give me something to talk about with him. Yeah, yeah. I'll go, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, and that's I'll, good. That's I'll, good. I'll do, I'll do the fake surprising. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know you Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. This was fun. And thank you, folks at home. See you next time. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. We're back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that talk with Katie Hannigan. I did. This podcast is brought to you by Starburns.audio, or I guess it's by Starburns, but that's their website, Starburns.audio. So go there for this podcast and other podcasts. If you want to rate us on iTunes, I don't like to push that too hard, but every other podcast host pushes that. So yeah, do a little rating if you like. I'm not going to tell you what to rate it, but uh, you know, you can probably guess what I prefer, right? <laughs> Thanks a lot. See you later, everyone. Starbands Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.